colleges will be doing what they're already doing, not teaching people, but teaching things like science is wrong. There's no such thing as male and female. Here's a safe space to cry. We had a speaker scheduled to give you a different perspective, but so many of you panicked over the idea of hearing a new perspective that we've canceled the speaker. Hooray. That's not the future, folks. That's the present. You don't have to like it. I don't like it either, but nevertheless, there it is. There is one big bright ray of hope, however. We are producing now the most poorly educated generation in American history. And we can look at this and say to ourselves, my God, there's nothing we can do. What resources could we possibly muster just as individuals, as parents, as groups of parents, as if it were our responsibility, you know, as if it were our responsibility to make sure that our kids got an education rather than just our responsibility to make sure that they got on the bus. Well, there is one thing that we have that they didn't have back in 1895. In 1895, I don't know what the average life expectancy was, but I'd be willing to bet you it was pretty close to 60, 65 years old. Today, it's pushing 80 or higher. The one resource that we have today is we have an enormous population of retired people, people who have been successful throughout their entire lives. Who would you rather have teaching your kids chemistry class? Some 22-year-old student who majored in education at Berkeley teaching how chemistry is all part of the patriarchy? Or would you rather have chemistry taught by a guy who was a chief engineer at Dow Chemical for 43 years? Which one of those people do you think would do a better job? Which one of those people do you think would be better able to instill a passion for chemistry? Or whatever the case may be. The pieces are sitting right in front of us. The retired population of this country is the single great unused natural resource that we have. And not only would retired people do this, most of them would do it for free. And, and to let that resource go, to let that knowledge just go and die in loneliness and despair and hopelessness, while we need them now more than ever, and while our children are thirsty, not just for the knowledge that they have, but for the passion that they have, well, that would be the greatest crime that I'm aware of in this new century of ours, where everything is available and nothing is understood. On the morning of November 5th, 2020, radical anti-American forces launched an attack on the United States government. I have no question about that whatsoever. They'd been building their forces for a long time. And like the Americans at Pearl Harbor and in the White House and like the Russians and like the Allies, we saw them building their forces, but we were convinced that they wouldn't come. We were convinced that we had adequate defenses against this threat. And so we ignored the threat. And that's what we've been doing for the last 20 years or so, watching them get stronger and stronger, watching them mass their forces. Well, we woke up and found out that the election had been unusual, that voting machines had stopped counting for hours, then started counting again when they were supposed to be shut down for the night, and all of the vote tallies were different. Not going to get into the details of that. You could make the case that the preparation began uh, pretty much a year, almost nine months before that, with the entire COVID pandemic, which turned out worked out pretty well for the forces that were arrayed against America. So we were prepared for a government coming after us with guns, but we weren't prepared for an internal coup that uh, would use the electronics of uh, voting machines, and we certainly weren't prepared for a bioweapon attack 
that turned out to be precisely calibrated to be just destructive enough to cause mass widespread hysteria, but not so destructive as to destroy basic society. That was a sneak attack. And during the entire last year, we together, all of us, have looked around in panic and despair and amazement and disbelief at the absolutely unstoppable attack that the left has launched against everything that we stand for as Americans. We didn't expect it to come from our own government. We didn't think that the FBI would be one of the major sources on the other side. But that's how sneak attacks work, you see. We are running around with our hair on fire, unbelievably looking at the carnage around us and lamenting to ourselves that this has got to be the end. There's no way to stop this. This sneak attack that they launched on us has succeeded. It's all over. That's okay to feel that. Everybody felt that. Everybody did. But it's a funny thing about a sneak attack, you see. You only get to do that once. So where are we now in the culture war? What I'm seeing everywhere right now, today, is that the resistance to this unbelievable sneak attack, this massive assault that the left has been preparing for a long, long time, what I'm seeing is after initial panic and despair, the defenses are starting to stiffen and their offensive is running out of momentum. They do not have the power to put us out of the game. And they never did. None of these sneak attacks ever had the power to defeat us. They only had the power to make us surrender. And they didn't. I think right now that we are looking around at the wreckage of what we thought would defend us against these people. And we're still looking at things burning. But now, in the back of our minds, we are starting to put together in our own minds, in our own thoughts, what this second fleet of ours will look like. What the fleet that will destroy this left-wing sneak attack will look like in this culture war. We don't have the outlines of it yet, but whatever it's going to be, obsolete is not one of them. And they are going to suffer the same fate as every other insane, aggressive force that ever launched a sneak attack against an enemy that cannot be beaten unless they surrender. And we didn't surrender. So they're going to lose. And they're going to lose hard.